0: welcome to The Healing Art of Being You. Today we're on the topic of perfectionism and how these limiting beliefs and berating self-standards can manifest themselves into our health. If you've been with us for any of this journey, you understand well how our thoughts and perceptions about ourselves and the world around us will seep their way into the physical body, creating blockages in its energy flow and putting a chokehold on our ability to heal. We force these resolutions upon ourselves, putting up walls with statements of, I can't do this, I'm not doing enough, I could do better, this is just how I am, why am I like this? And we truly believe that as individuals, we are the problem, when in fact we would be so much happier and ultimately healthier if we opened our minds to all possibilities, rewrote that inner narrative and expanded our vision of what it means to take care of ourselves. In this episode, we're tearing down the walls of unrealistic standards and offering you some actionable advice to help you release yourself from that cycle of self-sabotage, shame and guilt. We're so glad you're here. Here are your hosts, Chelsea and Allison.
1: Welcome everyone to the Healing Art of Being You podcast.
0: Today we
1: have a very, you know, close to my heart topic. Recently, I have been going through some family stuff, some health stuff, with my mom, who is my absolute rock, and um, just going through some health stuff, heart-related, and in this journey, it has been a really big eye-opener for me how impactful our limiting beliefs are surrounding our body and aging, and how that can contribute to lot of self-sabotage in the way that we show up for ourselves and the way that we care for ourselves and ask for support and um, move through life. And that has been something that I really feel passionately about kind of diving in. So we're gonna talk about all things and how you know the how our beliefs create a reality and how that impacts the body. So a little bit of background about what's going on here. Um, My dear mom had a STEMI a few weeks ago and then had open heart surgery for the non-medical people STEMI is a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she had a heart attack and then had open heart surgery for a triple bypass. Those words sound very scary. Pretty much a big surgery for her heart, Mm -hmm. right. To allow it to function better and more efficiently in the future Mm -hmm. and get more perfusion. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, More blood to the heart itself, to the the actual muscle. Thank you. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, The, kind of gift within all of this was seeing that for someone who does not have a cardiac history she was able to identify where these symptoms had started well before her actual heart attack Mm -hmm. and had been limiting her in so many ways in her life and she had told herself that it was her fault that it was just her being older and retired and being more sedentary and you know her weight and this and that all of the reasons were very much rooted in the shame and guilt mm-hmm. of
2: i could do better mm-hmm. the controllable factors that were yes. told about
1: yes mm-hmm. exactly and so throughout the last two years every time she has had symptoms show up and and reached out to a physician um it it wasn't ever about her shortness of breath or her decreased ability to walk long distances mm-hmm. or you know um, do the physical things that she loved to do. And she was a very active person mm-hmm. before she retired. She was an aquatic director. She taught swim lessons. She taught arthritis classes. And and so that was something that was super important to her. And as retirement kind of took hold. It kind of phased out and it was in those stories, those Mm -hmm. programs, right? And so talking to the physicians and identifying that that shortness of breath was actually very much cardiac related and that the MI itself Mm -hmm. technically could have been prevented had she been able to key into the fact that it was cardiac related and uh, reach out for support in that area, we may not have had the same outcome, right? And so... This has been a, a beautiful gift because her mindset has been phenomenal and she's been so excited to get her body back and get her life back and have this opportunity to ride her bike again and go mm-hmm. swimming and and take her grandsons to the park and and do those physical things mm-hmm. that she loved to do before mm-hmm. and had been grieving the loss of them but telling yourself that, you know, well, if you can just push harder next time, like, you just need to move more. Mm-hmm. Well, more movement led to more shortness of breath and led to more exhaustion and fatigue and then more mm-hmm. shame and guilt and blame on herself. And so um, I think it's it's something that we don't always address, that there's a very large societal belief that aging impacts the body and that you're just kind of, it is what it is, like, Oh, I hit the mark of sixty, and my knees don't work, and my back hurts, and this and that. And these are all just normal things because I'm old, mm-hmm. because I because I have lived a long life here on this earth, mm-hmm. and that may not be the case. Mm-mm. May not be the case.
2: No, I think that that's. I think that that just acceptance of things that happened with age. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, a big thing that happens in the society. Uh, we see it a lot, especially in the, um, like the female hormone world, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, this is just what happens when you get older. Absolutely. Oh, your libido is going to go down because you're getting older. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to have some dryness because you're getting yeah. older. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but also maybe not exactly also maybe that's you know maybe there's a maybe there are environmental factors that are contributing to the symptom that i'm experiencing that is just being written off as this is a result of age Mm -hmm. or this is a result of you are overweight or this is the result of you are not getting enough movement and while movement and while you know, eating a nutrient dense diet and not eating a lot of the stuff that comes in packages and fast food and all that kind of stuff is all very good for our bodies. We want to make sure that we're putting the right things into our bodies as well. Sometimes there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a dear friend of mine who, yeah, she had some weight to lose. She, she had a decent amount of weight to lose, and she lost near a hundred pounds and was still feeling like garbage. Mm-hmm. And when she went back to her doctor. Her doctor's like, yeah, you just need to lose more weight. You haven't lost enough weight yet. You need to lose more weight. And she goes, I know that I still have another probably 30 to lose, you know, mm-hmm. but I lost almost 100 and I still don't feel any better. I'm not expecting to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And she had done it over the course of a few years, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a crash diet type of situation. Mm-hmm. Her body had an opportunity to regulate to what was happening. She decided to say that this is not acceptable to me. This answer of I just need to lose more weight. If it was just the weight, I should feel some level level of difference. Something should feel different. And I commend her so much for being proactive. And she ended up meeting with a functional medicine doctor, and they found that she had mold infection in her body, And the beginning stages of an autoimmune disease that since they were able to catch it before it became full-blown, now all she has to do is she has some dietary tweaks that she's made and she takes a few supplements. She's not on any sort of biological medications. Mm -hmm. She's not on any of these heavy-duty types of things. Mm -hmm. She's been able to catch it early and... She's been treated for the mold and she's learned so much about that world. Mm -hmm. It's incredible that now, like I'll even ask her like, hey, this is kind of what I'm hearing from somebody. She's like, mold, go to this person. I mean, like she just knows because she's been in that world Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff that she was complaining about was a result of those two situations and it was not her weight, Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, her weight was making it hard for her to move. She was trying to get as much movement in as possible. She was doing all what she thought was the right stuff to help yeah. lose all the weight. She was doing everything, quote, the right way and was still feeling like garbage. Well, sometimes you feel like garbage for a reason. And mm-hmm. just accepting that, like, these, you know, aches and pains are just normal, well, not really, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Not no, really.
1: Oh, no. my favorite... Um- One of my favorite episodes of Ed My Let's podcast, he talks to Deepak Chopra, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to butcher the values (laughs) and the ages, like, so please just, Deepak, I love you and I'm sorry. Um, But he asks him, he's like, how old do you feel? And he's like, how old Mm -hmm. do I feel? I feel young. Mm -hmm. He's like, I feel just as young as I did when I was 30, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: now that I'm 80 Mm -hmm. or 60. He's like, and I'm sure when I'm 90 and I'm 100, I'm still going to feel the same way. He's like... age in reverse Mm -hmm. essentially right Mm -hmm. that because of the fact that he has adapted his life in such a way Mm -hmm. his energy is utilized Mm -hmm. in a manner that serves him and so he gets less sleep has less stress right Mm -hmm. eats less has less physical needs Mm -hmm. in a sense Mm -hmm. right Um, and the dysfunction Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out around the corner.
2: Mm-mm.
1: It's not a surprise or like, a, oh, well, you turned 70, so we're going to give you that medal of mm-hmm. hypertension or whatever the right. case may be.
2: Right. Yeah. Just the acceptance of now you've hit an age, therefore you'll have this dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza covers this a lot. He says your personality dictates your reality. So yes. if you sit here and you think, well, you know, I'm older now, so things are going to start falling apart. Mm-hmm. I hit 40, so things are just going to fall apart now. Yeah. You are now... Telling your brain to signal to your body to start falling apart. Yep. And what was really interesting, I was just hearing recently, and again, this is... A Deepak Chopra type of situation where it's like, I know I heard this, I can see the person saying it, and I can't exactly Mm -hmm. remember what it was. But basically, like, there are cancer cells kind of within all of our bodies, Uh and it's whether they are turned on or off, basically. And the environment that we give our body is what determines that. So, yes, yes, what we're eating makes a difference. Yes, our activity level makes a difference. You know, we don't want to be doing nothing and we also don't want to be doing super high intensity all the time where your body feels like it's being chased by hyenas all day exactly right because now we're pumping in cortisol like crazy so that's not going to help us either Mm -hmm. it also makes a huge difference on how much we sleep something it was something crazy like like it was like when they limited people to four hours of sleep they had like a 30 percent increase in like cancer activation basically Mm -hmm. or something like that so it's like yeah the amount that you're sleeping makes a huge difference i might have had that wrong it might have been they had a decrease in the cancer fighting if you slept a shorter period of time, basically. So like when you Mm. slept for a full eight hours, our bodies regenerated, they healed better. Whereas when we depleted that, then it provided an environment where the cancer could grow Uh is how it worked. Either way, yes, there are things that we can do in our lifestyle, but also the thoughts that we have dictate how things move through our body. Mm -hmm. It dictates the emotion, which gives a chemical response. So if we're sitting here with this, this... predetermined belief that well this is what happens Mm -hmm. you know this is what happens when you get older this is what happens with this or that your body will then manifest that it will then do that absolutely ask and you shall receive (laughs) literally ask and you
1: shall receive the subconscious is a computer for a reason Mm -hmm. if you give it a prophecy it will provide yes and i feel like perfectionism is something that relates very very well to this because oftentimes we don't even identify where perfectionism is showing up in Mm -hmm. our behaviors because the behavior in that pattern was created so long ago Mm -hmm. so so long ago to protect us Mm -hmm. right and a lot of it is can be wrapped into people pleasing and kind of all of that but we get into the habit of just identifying with that pattern, Mm -hmm. with that behavior and being like, well, this is just how I am.
0: This is just me.
1: This is just, I just need things Mm -hmm. this certain way, right? Mm -hmm. Without identifying actually that that behavior was created in order to appease or please Mm -hmm. this many people Mm -hmm. and it was layered on top of each other over and over again and reinforced and revalidated. And so you developed this behavior as a result of wanting to please other people Mm -hmm. that now the story is not about pleasing those people. It's about this is just the way that you are Mm -hmm. and this is the way that you...
2: This resolution of this is how I am. Yes,
1: exactly. And how much of a disservice that's doing to us because Mm -hmm. we don't even see that that energy is actually still being wasted Mm -hmm. on all of those other people that we created this belief to please Mm -hmm. and so we then begin to tell ourselves that we're the problem Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. if we can't show up in the resolution of how we just are if it's harder to make those to check all of those boxes then it's an automatic spiral Mm -hmm. into we're the problem. We're the problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it was really, I think it, what was really cool in science was like, I feel like it was when we were kids, there was this like, there was this kind of like finally this realization that like, oh, we aren't stuck with these things. There are controllable factors here, yes. right? And it was always like diet, exercise, smoking, mm-hmm. drunken and alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Those were like yeah. the... The controllable factors, right? And then they were like, oh, I guess sleep has something to do with this. And they added that in there, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, well, I guess environmental toxins has something to do with it. And they added that in there. And so it was like, you know, we kind of started learning that like, oh, we have more autonomy than we thought we did. And then it shifted into, well, if I can control these things and I'm still having these problems, then I'm not working hard enough Mm -hmm. to make this happen. When in reality, some of these things could have been in place a long time beforehand. And wow, you've done an amazing job at delaying it for this long. Um, How how early would that have set in if you hadn't done all of these things, Mm -hmm. right? Or we haven't been introduced yet to that practitioner who just has that one missing piece that you need, Mm -hmm. you know, just that one little thing that all the work you're already putting in now is going to do the job for you. You know, just because we have some autonomy and it does not mean that we don't also need help and it doesn't mean that we need to blame ourselves for having an issue. And if we're already dealing with unworthiness wounds, if we're already Mm -hmm. dealing with this kind of like that that isolated island of I have to do everything myself Mm -hmm. and I can't ask for help and then something like this happens, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, then you have to like not only... Are you asking for help and it's okay for the person to say no? You are fully reliant, Mm -hmm. fully reliant on other people to help you. And that puts people in a very uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. So being able to kind of start working on these things now where you're kind of like, okay, I have a family history of cardiac stuff. Mm -hmm. What am I putting into the universe that's going to maybe make this manifest for me? Yes. Who do I want to have on my team to help me with these controllable factors? Mm -hmm. And who do I want on my team to help me with these uncontrollable factors yes is this something like we see it we're seeing it more in the breast cancer world which i think is super interesting where there's this very much i feel like testicular cancer and breast cancer are two mm-hmm. areas where it's fully socially acceptable to be proactive like mm-hmm. oh you've never had breast cancer but you have a breast surgeon well yeah because my my mom and my sister and my aunt did so i got tested for the bracket gene yep. and so i'm already established with somebody yes why are we not doing this in other areas oh, I have a family history of mental illness or dementia or cardiovascular disease or diabetes. And so I'm already established with this medical provider so that if I start noticing some symptoms that are not banging you in the face, they'd be able to see it in an ED visit type of situation. Mm -hmm. I've got my team set up. Yes. You know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it, it goes back to Every, like, it doesn't just show up when it's talking about your body, right? It, it shows up when it's talking about how you load the dishwasher and what shoes your kids wore to school and what clothes you're wearing today and how your home looks and how you're perceived in the daycare drop-off and your coworkers when you make a mistake. Right, it, it it truly impacts us so so much that we have actually given away a lot of ourselves mm-hmm. and and given the control to other people. Mm-hmm. And when the idea of perfectionism is introduced, a lot of times the the knee jerk reaction is, oh, "I'm just this way." Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so then now I have permission to dig my heels in, dig in deeper, yes, and everyone else can just be okay with whatever I need, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of identifying that we can actually go a step further and find some clarity in whether or not that actually serves you and actually feels good. What is the first thing that you hear when you're presented with a problem or an opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? What's the first thing that you hear when you're given this Okay, you're gonna dress your child. You're picking out you're picking out new school shoes and you find ones that you love and that you think they're gonna love, and you get this immediate download that's like, yes, do it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be amazing. And then a pause. And then all the stories start, mm-hmm. right? Well, he's not great at tying his shoes yet. So maybe we should go with Velcro. Or Mm, he doesn't like, or the kids might make fun of him because of the superhero on the side of it. Or, you know, that's gonna, the color is wrong. Whatever the case may be. We are not showing up for ourselves because we're ignoring the very first thought, download message. And we're going with all of these spirals, right? And those spirals are giving our power away to Mm -hmm. everybody else. Mm -hmm. And we would be so much happier and so much more fulfilled and aligned if we got to show up in our truth and just buy the shoes that we loved and that we knew he would love. Mm -hmm. And then moving forward, it gets easier, right? You're like, okay, actually, if I can do that, then yeah. I can have my door painted whatever color I want it to because it's about what makes me happy It makes me feel good rather than... Is it okay that this mm-hmm. is what makes me feel good?
2: Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've been hearing about self-limiting beliefs for a long time. And I really do try to work on those, but sometimes they're sneaky. So sneaky. And something just clicked with me recently that it just was like so obvious. Like when I have things where I where I'll like feel like I'm kind of stuck and it's like, that's such a self-limiting belief. And I now I hear it everywhere. everywhere. And I'm just in like I'll I'll hear it with my patients and they'll be like, Well, wow. and I just know. I just know that I need to get up earlier in the morning. I just need to do my exercises early in the morning because before everyone gets up because I just know I'm not going to have any time. And it's like all of that mm-hmm. is a self-limiting belief. If I just worked harder, I could get up in the morning and I could do this. Okay, well, yeah. let's maybe talk about what do the logistics of your morning look like? You know? Maybe that's not feasible for you. Maybe you had a child crawl into your bed at four o'clock in the morning and you know your next one's going to be up at six and then you know you're not going to get anybody to bed because your, your youngest doesn't want to go to bed until 10. So you think it's going to be perfectly fine for you to what wake up at 4 30 and go work out before the one wakes up at six mm-hmm. like so we want to sit here we want to blame ourselves with these self-limiting beliefs of if i would just do better Yep. When instead of just kind of examining like okay i say i want to do the thing why am i not doing the thing yes you know what's going on here is there actually like a logistical issue there are not enough hours in the day right. you know right um or is it, I don't really want to do that thing. Right. That's not really something that aligns with me. Going and doing, I had a patient one time, she goes, I, she's like, I, I always ask all of my patients, mm-hmm. what is your, what's your movement plan long-term? Because I'm in the business of physical therapy, of moving the body, of mm-hmm. getting the body to feel good while it's yeah. moving, right? That, that's what I like to do with people. Mm-hmm. So my question is always, what's our long-term mm-hmm. movement plan? Because if I send you out of here with 15 home mm-hmm. exercise plans, guarantee you and, and be like that's what's going to make you feel better. Guarantee. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be you're going to be seeing me or someone else yes. within the year because yes. the problems returned. So the goal for me at least is to get people back into what it is that they want to do for movement in their day. Mm-hmm. For some people it's as simple as I want to be able to walk my kids to the bus stop, be able to clean up my house and, you know, walk in and out of the, you know, uh, school parking lot on PTO meeting day. Okay. For other people, it's like, yeah, I want to get back to competing in CrossFit, right. you know, competitions, mm-hmm. it's whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I always ask them, and I had this one patient who she she told me, she was like, I hate working out. I don't want to do it. And as we started asking more questions and more questions and more questions, in her mind, working out was what her husband did. Her husband was in the military. So it was weightlifting, and it was HIIT workouts, and she hated those. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I asked her what kind of exercise do you want to do, what kind of movement do you want to do, all it kept doing was for her giving her this visceral reaction of I hate working out because her perception was these two move- these two things mm-hmm. are what working out is. Yes. So when we started talking about it more and I was able to help her kind of open up her mind, she was like, I mean, I really like going to the park and walking around. I'm like, Beautiful. That's your form of movement then, you know, if that's what makes you happy, that's what I want to get you back to doing because that's what's most likely going to be something you're going to continue long term and something that you can do in any location at any age. And so we're telling ourselves these self-limiting beliefs of this is what it means to be healthy when really we can be a lot more creative about this. Mm -hmm. you know. I have to eat all organic, non-GMO, this and that for 100% of the time. And if I didn't, I'm a failure. I have to get eight hours of sleep every single night. And if I didn't, I'm a failure. I have to work out in this cardiac zone or burn this many Mm -hmm. calories or my heart rate has to be up to this point. The people who wear the watches when they work out and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's fine if that's your jam, whatever. I don't personally get it. I'm like, Wait, are, do you think your heart needs to be told that it's doing this much? Do you think the sweat pouring off your body isn't enough to tell you that you're working out hard enough? Right. Like, I get it. Some people like to have their data. That's fine. Okay. Absolutely. But that's a whole separate side note for a whole other day. But right. all I'm saying is, like, you, I have people who are like, oh, I... Or they'll be so upset that they forgot to wear their monitor during their workout. Yes. And it's like, oh, I didn't wear my monitor today, so now I don't know how I did. I'm like, did you feel tired? Did you feel like you were tired? Did you, were your muscles kind of, you know, burning a little bit as you were doing stuff? Were you breathing heavy? Were you sweating? Yeah, you, you probably did fine. We probably did fine. We don't need to berate ourselves because we aren't sure if we spent enough minutes in this Mm -hmm. zone because the research says that we want to spend enough minutes in a zone. Right. It's like, you know what? Guess what? People were living really, really healthy lives without the technology telling them whether they were hitting the parameters of living healthy lives. They sure were. So maybe we can go ahead and just like back up the reliance on that a little bit. Absolutely. And the self limiting belief of, I have to get this done, or else I'm not working hard enough, which will increase your cortisol, which will mess with your hormones, which will mess with the actual functioning of the body. Mm -hmm. So, in this attempt to do what you think you need to do, but then holding yourself to this perfectionist standard, we're actually damaging the body because we have so much stress associated with not living this perfect, healthy life. Mic drop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that brought us to a very good closing there. That you know what, it it doesn't have to be as hard as you think it does, Mm-mm. and give yourself Mm-mm. permission
2: mm-hmm. to be curious and have some get find clarity. Mm-hmm. Find clarity. And if you if you're feeling crappy. And you feel like it's an abnormal level of crappy, keep asking questions, Mm -hmm. keep looking for help. You're going to find the person out there eventually who's going to listen to you and be able to help you with why you feel crappy. And if the reason you feel crappy is because you're not moving enough and you're overweight and the food you're eating is total poison, great. You're going to find the person who's going to be able to show you how to come out of that right. in a way that feels like it has more ease than right. highly restrictive and highly intense.
1: Yes, and we might be able to find the actual cause of why those quote-unquote unhealthy things are happening, mm-hmm. not just
0: mm-hmm. you need to lose weight mm-hmm.
2: and eat salads
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, if it were that easy, everyone would be doing it. There's a reason we all have our vices. Let's be real. We all have our coping mechanisms that were fantastic when we were three years old and not so great when we're 43. Mm
1: -hmm. Being a human is hard.
2: Yes. Give yourself some compassion. Yeah. And grace. Yeah. If you are in the Columbus area, though, and you are like, you know what? Like, I just feel like nobody's been listening to me. We do have a lot of good resources in the area. Please Mm -hmm. feel free to reach out. We'd be happy to point you in the right direction of, Absolutely. you know, this functional medicine doctor or that counselor or this personal trainer or that dietitian or, you know. And if we don't know, we might be able to point you in the right direction of somebody who might know somebody. Mm-hmm. So we're always happy to help get people connected to a team that's going to help them live their best life. Um, anything we can do to just kind of help our community grow and be healthy and happy. Yes. That's why we're here. Amen. All righty. Well, we hope you all have an absolutely fantastic week. We hope that you are able to start recognizing your own self-limiting beliefs, how this is affecting your health or your mindset or your relationships or whatever it is that's going on. The next time you hear yourself saying "I'm just like this" or "I always" or "I never" are good ones as well. So mm-hmm. um, then go ahead and just catch those. Just observe them. You don't have to change anything right now, but just observe it and see if we want to start living it a little bit differently. We hope you all have a fantastic week, and we will see you all next time.
0: Bye, friends. Thank you all so much for being here with us today. I hope this conversation helped you to let go of some of those self-limiting beliefs and see your efforts for everything that they are. It's easy to feel like you're never doing enough in this life. And with a hurricane of information and unrealistic standards circling around your head all the time, it can very quickly have this snowball effect on your mental, physical, and spiritual health. I'd like to leave you with a reminder that your worth is not measured in your blood work, your physical capabilities, the number on the scale. Your worth lies in your love, your joy, and your truth. And you yourself deserve the same kindness and care you give so willingly to others. Your path to well-being is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And in this marathon, it's not about being the fastest or the strongest or even the best, but about showing up for yourself day after day. For progress, not perfection. Check out the show notes below for more information about how you can get in touch with us. And don't forget to like and subscribe for more uplifting episodes every Friday. Aim to support you in your journey towards a more open mind, a lighter heart, and a healed soul that resonates into the lives of everyone around you. Until next time, we hope you all have a beautiful week full of love and light.